This morning's scripture. The scripture for today comes from the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 5 through 15. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, and your lips, and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Here ends this morning's scripture reading. Amen and amen. And this brings me to this morning's sermon, which is entitled, Enough for All. As I begin here this morning, I want you to think about what enough means to you. For some, enough might mean having the bare minimal, not having more than one needs. For others, it could mean having an abundance. If we truthfully think about it, depending on who you talk to, depends on the me their meaning of enough. Does the person living on the street, uncertain of their day-to-day, -day, have the same definition of enough as the corporate exec who's worth millions? The Webster Dictionary lists enough as in or to a degree or quantity that satisfies or that is sufficient or necessary for satisfaction. 
and let us look at things from the perspective of enough for all. If we are to look as enough for all, quite simply we are talking about satisfaction for all. Who here has ever hosted a party and tried to plan a menu? You know how difficult it is to try to judge the right amounts of each food item to have right. The amounts depend on the number of people, and most caterers have their own formulas even when figuring out the amounts and sizes of food items based on the count of those attending. These formulas have taken work as they don't want their customers to run out of anything too soon during their party, yet they don't want to overproduce too much either of any item in a way that then causes the waste of money in either. The same holds true for any of us who have ever held a party. You see, I'm reminded of an episode of The Office where Michael tells Kelly that he has eaten tons of guacamole over the years as he can't get people to come to his parties either. He doesn't even know why he makes so much anymore. How many of you have ever had to wonder if you had enough money for all your bills? Have you ever had to play the game of mailing out checks before your paycheck came in in hopes that you would be paid first and that your paycheck would clear the bank before the check you wrote did? Or quite possibly how many of you have ever had to decide which bills were more important than others? As far as which ones you would pay first and which ones would get pushed off until next week or next month or next pay period. You see, in these instances, we see two different examples where we ask, ourse ask ourselves if we have enough for all. But there are also other things that we ask ourselves if we have enough for all of. Things like love. Do we have enough love in our heart to give and share with others? Forgiveness. Do we have plenty of forgiveness in our hearts to give to all of those who wrong us? Strength. Do we have enough strength to share with others, helping to build them up as well as be that shoulder for them to lean on when they feel weak? Time. Do we have enough time to share and give to others who need even the smallest amount of time from us. In this morning's scripture, Paul wrote to the Romans referencing Moses' writings and his concern for the righteousness that comes from the law. We also see Paul remind the Romans that the scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone 
who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here, Paul's letter shows that the generosity of the Lord is enough for all. That there is no discrimination as to who the Lord's generosity is for. All they have to do is seek it. All they have to do is seek the Lord. You see, part of our Lord's generosity comes in the forms of love, forgiveness, strength, and time. We know that Christ, through his teachings, spread love. Even after death, his disciples kept sharing his words of love to all the nations. Forgiveness is probably the simplest one for us to see as our Lord gave himself as an ultimate sign of forgiveness for each and every one of us for our sins. Strength. For the Lord is the rock in which we stand. His rod and his staff comfort us. We find strength in the Lord in all of our times of need, in our times of suffering and despair. For the Lord is steadfast and there for us always. And finally, time. Whether back when our Lord was living or after he was crucified, our Lord had time for anyone who needed him and sought after him. In all of these, love, in forgiveness, in strength, and in time, one thing is common through each. That is that through each and every one of these, our Lord has enough for all. You see, the amounts don't become less to us. There's not less love from the Lord. There's not less strength. There's not less forgiveness. And there's not less time from the Lord just because more people become believers. We don't lose our portion of Christ's love, his forgiveness, his strength, his time, just because someone new comes along. We don't lose our time to praise and worship him just because someone new enters the church. No. Instead, you see, the one thing that holds true in all of this is that back then, right now, and forever, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is truly and ultimately enough for all. A dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything you have given us in our lives, for the feelings that we have enough in you and in Christ. We continue to look to you for your guidance now as we did back then and others will forever. As we can see that you are and will always be enough for all through the power of the Holy Spirit and through your Son, Jesus Christ, now and always, forever and ever. Amen. And amen.